0: to everyone. Welcome to the Clifton Miles Show. I'm your host Clifton Miles and today I'm actually going to be flying solo with y'all today. Um, this show has had a special guest since day one and I never intentionally planned this show to be um, habitually with guests and um, it's just something that's kind of Happened, I guess. And, uh, so it's important to me to do some of these, um, a little differently and kind of break the mold. So, um, for one, um, keeps you guys entertained. And, uh, number two, uh, continues to, uh, push me creatively as well. So, um, with all that being said, it's me and you today. And, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, today I'm going to be talking about. Uh, some stuff that's pretty near and dear to me, and uh, something that um means a lot to me, and um, that's entrepreneurship. Um, that's being an entrepreneur, and um, you know, everyone knows what an entrepreneur means it's uh, somebody that's you know, self employed, that has the business mindset, if you will, uh, someone that basically is like um, enjoys working for themselves, started a business, and um, it's kind of uh, outside of the box a little bit um it's a lot that's that defines uh, a lot of entrepreneurs um there are entrepreneurs in 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 any and every field that you can imagine and and not everyone looks the same acts the same talks the same everyone's 100% different so um f- because this is the Clifton Mantel show and you guys are listening obviously because you value what I say in some fashion, um, I'm gonna talk about myself, <laughs> and so, um, and and sort of my journey and um, and how it pertains to every others. Um, I'm going to address um, things I've seen um, that I like. I'm gonna address some things I've seen that I've disliked. Um, I'm gonna examine some success stories, and I'm also gonna examine uh, some failures. And um, so, um, I think to set the tone of this episode, um, I wanted to start by talking about something that's a little bit outside of the box, something that makes, um, some people uncomfortable. Um, it's one of my favorite things in the world to talk about. Uh, and it's the law of attraction. Um, the law of attraction is a very real, um, for those that don't know what the law of attraction is or what, um, or basically, what I'm talking about when I say law of attraction, um, it sounds kind of like a romantic thriller, um, uh, movie of some sort, <laughs> law of attraction. But, um, <laughs> the law of attraction is basically, um, uh, a, a thought process of that whatever you, uh, think about, you bring about. And, um, What I mean by that is um, there was a book written eons ago in the 1930s by a man named Napoleon Hill, and that book was called Think and Grow Rich. And uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, um, in my opinion, was the first book ever written on the law of attraction. Um, It is basically... Um, about the master key Which is your attitude And the way that you perceive um, uh, Things uh, around you and, and how you react And how are you um, relate with other people um, The law of attraction um, To me Basically says that If I keep my mind focused On the things that I want in life um, They will manifest themselves And become real And that has always without a shadow of a doubt, proven true. Um, I'll tell you this: the, the story you heard in episode one um, when I had my good friend uh, Mitch Creel um, as a guest, and he told you guys the story from his perspective, and I'll, I'll repeat it, but basically, um, since I was a teenager, I have always had um, this internal voice that has told me, one day you're going to be a multimillionaire, and I've believed that, and I still believe that. And everything that I do every day, from the moment I wake up until the moment I go to sleep, is reflective of that. Of that, that I'm going to be a millionaire, um, and I, I act, I try to. Um, act like what I feel millionaires act like I try to do the things that I feel millionaires do and I try to um that's how I choose to live my life that's what uh, that's has helped me uh, become who I am and um and I I enjoy that um well when I met my mentor Mitch Creel um I was 21 years old and um He asked me, he said, why are you working in this car dealership? And I basically said to him, I don't know exactly why I'm working here, but I do know that I'm going to be a millionaire one day. And I feel like the skill set that I have, um, that I'm learning working here in sales um, is going to help me in some way, shape or form achieve that goal one day. And, um, I told him my dad, uh, used to sell, co- my dad sells cars and he has no college education, and has done well for himself. Um, and I feel like I could, I could do the same if not better. And, um, for whatever reason, you know, not for whatever reason, I know exactly the reason, but Mitch is a very strong, uh, he's a very strong leader and he has a very, um, um, high lid when it comes to the world of personal development and personal growth and when he heard me say those things it caught his attention like I blindsided him because um and I know this now looking back you don't hear people say things like that everyday you know you rarely hear people say things like that and so um the reason I'm sharing this story with you again is because um the first thing he had me do is he said Have you, what are your goals? Do you know what your goals are? And I had no answer for him Other than that I want a million (laughs) dollars And he said What would you do if you had it? And I had no answer for him So that day he took me into an office And sat me down with a piece of paper and a pen And he had me draw a line down the middle And he said I need you to write down Five things in your life That you have right now That you don't want And five things right now That you do not have That you do want And he told me You know for a lot of people That is debt um, that is maybe, um, marital stress, um, you know, um, uh, whatever that is that people that stress people out. Typically it's, um, health and finances are the number two, uh, the number one things that cause people, um, stress in their life. And so, um, I wrote down the things that I wanted. Um, the first thing I wanted was, uh, I wanted to drive a new truck. Um, I wanted to drive a new vehicle, and um, I had been driving these beat-up 1990-somethings for a long time, and this was in 2007, mind you. So my first car was a 91 Camry, then I had an 89 Camry, got older, and then I ended up in a 94 Lexus, and um, they always had little problems. The window didn't roll down, or AC didn't work right, or whatever it was. So I really wanted to get myself into a newer vehicle and um that was the number one thing on my list um the second thing was that i wanted to uh, move out of my parents home and get my own place and i knew that i didn't want an apartment um i you know i just felt like an apartment was throwing away money um so i wanted a house you know that's what i wanted and did i have good credit absolutely not did i have any credit Absolutely not um, But that's what I wanted I wanted a house um, I was 21 years old Making, you know Under 30000 a year At that point um, I wasn't very good At selling cars At that stage of my life um, And I didn't have um, You know I had about a year Of experience Under my belt And so um yeah that's that's what I wanted a house and then um the other thing on my list I wanted a, a happy marriage um you know I was in a situation that was less than ideal at the time uh, was not married to my wife um did not know my wife at that time and um I wanted to um the last thing I put on my list was I wanted to own a recording studio and um my buddy Mitch read those things to me and he said um you know So you want to have a recording studio? And he said, why do you want a recording studio? I said, well, I enjoy uh, recording music. Um, That's something that I'm passionate about. I've been doing it for a while, just for fun. And um, it's something that um, um, I really enjoy. And, you know, I deep down always admired uh, business owners. You know, uh, talking about my goal of being a millionaire, I knew that I had to own some type of business to achieve that goal. And, um, being a business owner was something that, um, I, I just was fascinated by and what better business could I be in than one that was, you know, in music, which I had history, um, playing music. I played in a band and, um, I had lots of friends that were in bands and I had a huge network of people that played music and were in bands. And I felt like there wasn't anyone in the city who was giving somebody a combination of a great product with great customer service. Um, Everyone in town that was recording music at that time, and you could still argue today even, um, has their little flaws to them that make them not quite giving you a great product and great customer service at the same time um and so that's what i wanted to do recording a recording business the right way to me that was the right way and so um that was uh, that was one of my goal you know goals on my list he talked about my house with me what would it look like and where would it be and i described to him i wanted something that was Um, And kind of in the outskirts of the city Close enough to being in the city Where you can drive to what you need But out enough to where at night You can see the stars Um, That was important to me Um, Wanted a new truck He asked me, you know, what kind of truck would you want? I said, well, I want a Toyota Tundra Um, You know, I'd like it to be four doors And, um, you know, just real nice And, you know, bells and whistles Um, And anyways Anyways Um, within a year um, a year and a half I'd say I had crossed all of those things off my list all of those things were a reality and I started from a place where I had zero credit score I had less than stellar income Uh, I went through a brain tumor um, had brain surgery and came out on top and knocked everything off my list And the only thing that changed was what was going on between my ears. Uh, Everything was mental. 100% of that was what I was thinking about. And the way that the process started was I started reading. And um, that's one of the first things I'm going to touch on. Um, The theme of today's show, obviously, is entrepreneurship. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does an entrepreneur think like? What does he do? Um, how does he act or she? Um, what what do they do? And the number one thing that entrepreneurs do that I've that I've observed, which I've studied f- for years, entrepreneurs is read. They read. They say lead, uh, re- leaders are readers, <laughs> and typically we think of entrepreneurs as leaders as well. Because uh, a lot of entrepreneurs are leaders. There are some entrepreneurs that are not great leaders, but. I think a great entrepreneur is a good leader as well. And so, um, yeah, leaders are readers. They read. They read books. They read personal development books. I'm not talking about like Fifty Shades of Grey or some uh, BS like that. No, they read books that are going to enrich their lives that pertain to the things that they're interested in. Um, Personal development books. I hate, 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 hate the term Um, self-help. I don't, Think that that that's not what we do. I'm not talking about self-help. <laughs> I hate. I just that's a pet peeve of mine. When I actually wrote a little personal development book, and um, I tried to describe it to somebody, and they said, "Oh, it's kind of like a self-help thing." And I think people kind of are a little snide to self help things because I think they, they think it's just like some kind of, um, kumbaya, like, um, I don't know, I don't know what people think when they think of self help, but I know it's typically not, um, what it really is. So the, 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 the PC term in the Clifton Miles world <laughs> for that is uh, personal development, um, personal growth, um, and, um, so anyways, personal development books, um, um, are what, you know, leaders read. Um, they read things like, um, like I mentioned earlier, um, uh, think and grow rich. Um, a few that I've read, um, I have a bookshelf behind me here in the studio, um, um, how to Win Friends and Influence People. That was the second book that I read uh, by Dale Carnegie. Um, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. That was the third book that I read. I read Think and Grow Rich, um, How to Win Friends, and The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Um, I read those three books front to back um, in a six-week time frame, and it completely changed my life uh, forever. Um, 100%, 180 um i mean i was going one way um and i went the other way you know um mitch shared the story on episode one people thought that i was on drugs uh because i was i was more excited i got more excited to wake up i had i felt like someone pulled the blindfold off my eyes and i was living life the way i was supposed to be living um those books were absolutely incredible to me. And um, if you aren't reading personal development books and your life isn't exactly what it, you want it to be right now, I would, without a shadow of a doubt, recommend that you begin reading books that are going to help enrich your life. Um, if your life is everything that you dreamed it could be, um, like my buddy Marco last week, um, maybe you don't need to be reading books every single day. But um, for the rest of us, who um, aren't where they want to be. Um, reading books is, is, is a necessity. Um, I try to read um, as often as I can. I know the people that do the highest, the people at the, at the highest levels of entrepreneurship um, read a, at least a book a month, they say. Um, I've heard of guys reading a book a week. Um, now I have a three-year-old son and a wife and I'm running two full-time businesses. Um, I don't read as much as I should. Um, I'm being transparent. Um, reading is, uh, very tough. So I've turned to audiobooks and, um, podcasts. Um, I'm still feeding my brain. Um, very, very, very seldom do I actually listen to, like, the radio. Um, I just, the, there's nothing there that is going to help me. Achieve my goals financially or for my family, so I don't I don't do it. I listen to music in the car. Um, and, and that's, that's normal, but I also own a recording studio and have to work. (laughs) So a lot of times the music I'm listening to is music that I've recorded and I'm, um, doing, uh, quality checks on it and, um, or referencing other, other mixes and whatnot to make sure that mine is competitive. So, um, yeah, as far as number one on the list of what it takes to be an entrepreneur, I believe reading is, is super important. Um, I have some other, items on this list but what I want to I want to talk about something that I saw online um just interject here because I feel like it pertains to um what I'm talking about and um and um more so I feel like this list um has everything on it there's some things i agreed. most of the things i agreed with some i disagreed with some i had some perspective with so i want to talk about it because it was a fairly popular article i saw it um shared on facebook by a few people that i respect and um it's pretty detailed and so what i'm going to do is i'm going to talk about this list it's it's a little lengthy but uh but you and i have a while together so it's all good, um, and if there's anything that didn't get covered by this list, I wanna I wanna fill in the blanks with my own list. But I'm gonna talk about some of these things um, because it, it pretty much lined up with exactly what I feel. And so um, this is from an article on entrepreneur.com And um, it's titled uh, 25 Common Characteristics of Successful Entrepreneurs Now I'm not going to read the article to you But I am going to touch on their bullet points So number one on the list of 25 common characteristics Of successful entrepreneurs Number one is do what you enjoy Um, I'm going to talk about that Um, Mark Cuban said this one time on Shark Tank, and I thought it was hilarious. He does not agree with that statement. He says, you do what's going to make you a lot of money, and you'll find real quick that you enjoy it when it's bringing in a lot of money. <laughs> and I I do agree with that to, an, to a certain extent. Um, I've done some things um, that I do not love um, because they have paid well, um, you know, in the, in the past, uh, car sales was one of them. I didn't, I didn't wake up one day and say, it's my dream to be a car salesman, but, um, you know, my, my final year in the business, I made almost six figures and I was 22 years old. So that, that was fantastic. And you know what, when I was done, when I hung up my, my, my sports coat on my last day to start my business, I said, you know what? I would do this again because I enjoyed it. Why did I enjoy it? Well, first of all, it was a a huge stepping stone for everything else in my life. But number two, it paid me very well. So I did learn to enjoy it. But for the most part, I will say this. And and this, maybe I'm contradicting myself. Um, The things that I did do that I did not truly enjoy, um, I'm not doing them anymore. Um, I do love running my recording studio and I do love helping people with their health and I love um you know supplements and um working out and health um so those two things I've stuck with for several years um for those that have not listened to my show before um I run a recording studio Um, and I also run a, um, I'm an independent distributor, uh, for a company called Advocare, which, um, helps people with, um, you know, health and finances. Um, it's a direct sales company. Um, and, um, I've done both of those. I have run my recording studio for eight years. Um, I've been running my Advocare business for four years and, um, both of them I do, tremendously enjoy and both of them pay me very well. So, um do what you enjoy. Yeah, we can say that's mostly true. <laughs> um uh, enjoy it enough, I guess. Um if you don't love it enjoy it enough to where it pays you really well, then you'll love it. Take what you do seriously is number 2 on the list from entrepreneur.com article. Um, I, I say absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, take what you do seriously. Um, people are going to take you as serious as you take yourself. Um, I see this a lot in my direct sales business with my AdvoCare business. Um, people sometimes who want to hop into our business and become independent distributors for AdvoCare products and share them with people they know to make some plan B supplemental income, um, they will come and they will talk to people about the products um, in a very nonchalant way and they become discouraged when they get nonchalant passive responses about it. Um, if you're not dead serious about your business, people are not going to be dead serious about doing business with you. So definitely agree with that. Take what you do seriously. And um, I... I really, really do agree with that. Um, the uh, One of the lines that I'll touch on that's in this article, it says, far too many home business owners fail to take their own business seriously enough, getting easily sidetracked and not staying motivated and keeping their noses to the grindstone. Um, this is a different kind of seriousness, but yes, um, I, as a guy that has run... Uh, both his businesses out of his home for the majority of uh his career, I will say it is very difficult to stay motivated and um on track to get stuff done when you are working from home um it's natural I mean you can step out make uh make yourself some lunch top you know, pop on Netflix or something and, and, and take a a quote unquote break and then realize four hours has gone by and you have not checked your email and this and that. Um, that hasn't happened to me very often, but, um, I've gotten, um, I'm, I'm guilty of going to, you know, take a trip over to, uh, Bill Miller's and getting me a, a, a tea or something, a tea refill. And then, uh, realizing I wanted to go to the mall and go look at something and then come back three hours later and, and uh, realize I haven't gotten anything done. So, <laughs> so yeah, take what you do seriously. Um, you know, none of us are perfect, but um, but do take it seriously. Number three on this list: plan everything. I disagree with that um I would say that it is important to have a game plan but I think people get caught up in a situation that they that I refer to I've heard referred to from other people I didn't create this term but they call um um analysis paralysis um which basically is you sitting there trying to over plan to the point that you just end up getting overwhelmed and never starting. Um, I'm not a huge planner. That's just m- m- where that's a weakness of mine as the type of personality that I have. Um, I don't like um, planning things to the point that like, I know every minor detail on paper. I kind of like to just take the first step and then, tackle things as they come along, which may be why I disagree with this, but you know what? Um, I've had success as an entrepreneur and I know several planners who wanted to start their own business and um, quote unquote planned themselves um, out of starting their business uh, because they they gotten overwhelmed with too many details. Um, so planning can be a detriment. Um, I will say it's good to cross your T's and dot your I's, obviously. Um, I'll give you an example in my own life. I started a food, a food truck business with my brother one time. And um, one of the faults of of me not planning was that I ended up buying a, um, a food truck or a food trailer rather attached to a truck. It was a trailer. I bought a food trailer and realized after the fact that it wasn't up to code to get um, um, a permit. So I, it was literally 100% useless to me as far as my, I couldn't get a permit to use the darn thing because it wasn't up to code, and my lack of planning in that regard cost me um, about a fifteen hundred dollars I wasn't planning on. But you know what? I, looking back on it, had I known that, had I known that that particular um, food uh, trailer needed $1,500 in work um, to go up to spec, I probably wouldn't have bought it, and I probably would have continued looking and ended up never finding what I was looking for, but because I just went ahead and just went with it and then tackled things as they came, I was essentially forced into spending that $1,500, but looking back on it, my food trailer was the most popular food trailer. Everyone always asked about it. They always want to know, where'd I get it? How did it look so good? This and this and that. So, my my fault ended up becoming a benefit. So, I don't know. I say plan everything number three on this list. and nah, not really. Have an idea, a strong idea, but don't get obsessed with meticulous details. I'll say that. So, that's my take. Um, number four on this list. Where are you, number four? Um it's weird it goes from three to five that's odd i wonder if they i wonder if there's like something behind this if they did that on purpose but number five ask for the sale um this is a basic in sales ask for the sale um this is something i was taught in the car business um asking for the sale is extremely important um a lot of times the difference between you getting someone's business and not getting their business is you just saying hey are you ready to get started um, so that's more of a tip for somebody who's, um, you know, for who, someone who's already on, uh, already an entrepreneur unless less someone who's thinking about it. But for those of you that are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs, whatever you're doing, if you're making jewelry or if you're selling supplements or if you are, you know, starting a floral business or whatever it might be that you're starting, when people are interested, ask them if they want to buy from you, just don't be bashful. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what you're there for. You're there to provide a service. They're interested in your service, which is why they're asking questions. Say, hey, are you ready to get started? Hey, would you like one or two? Hey, this and this and that. Just ask. That's super important. Number six, remember it's all about the customer. Yes, um, I don't know. I'm not going to read the article behind this to kind of understand the context. But um, yeah, it is all about the customer. To an extent, I will agree with that. About eighty percent, eighty five percent, because um, at the end of the day, if you're not doing something your customers like, then you don't have a business. Um, but I've seen entrepreneurs change things based on customer feedback or based on the feedback of of, of a select few individuals, and and ended up alienating the ninety five percent who were already enjoying what they were doing. So I I do think that you should. Um, take customer feedback into consideration but don't listen to one complainer or one complaint or one bad feedback and let it overshadow the 99 other people who loved what you were doing already number 7 become a shameless self promoter without becoming obnoxious Oh, yes. Become a shameless self-promoter. When I started my studio business, there wasn't a single person that I knew that didn't know I started a studio. Um, it was something, again, I learned from the car business. They taught me on my first day, if if everyone in your phone book does not know that you are selling vehicles at XYZ dealership, then you need to make sure that they do so i made it a point over the first um week or two i was there to call to call because texting (laughs) wasn't something that people did back in 2006 um as casually as they do now if at all um i think the texting got super huge after after 2007 on a on a like socially business acceptable exchange you know Um, in 06 we were still calling people on the phone (laughs) and I think that it's hurt us I'm not going to go on a a tangent about text messages but I think the fact that people aren't picking up the phone and talking on the phone is hurting uh, business I really do Um, that's a different podcast but yes everyone should know what you're doing and you should make it a point to let everyone that you're doing, no, everyone know what you are doing. Um, if you're in a business, you, everyone needs to know. It also helps um, firmly commit you in what you're doing. Because if you just call 200 people and let them know that you're doing XYZ business, then yes, you are more likely to continue doing XYZ business and not um, giving up. So um, that doesn't mean Facebook. I'm not going to rant on Facebook, but posting that you're running a business on Facebook. First of all, I'll say this. Facebook sucks now. Um, after uh, three years ago, they changed their algorithm. And so you're only really seeing like 10% of people's posts. Um, you're not seeing everyone's posts. So chances are if you have f- uh, 200 Facebook friends and you make a post about something, I'd say 20 of them are going to see it maybe 30 and what happens is if if 20 of your if those 20 friends all like and or start commenting Facebook's algorithm is going to tell the other 200 and it'll start it'll start popping up on on your on their feed after the fact but I do not like leaving my important message in the hands of whether or not somebody liked or commented on my post um, it, that is suicide. I I I hate Facebook entrepreneurs with a passion because they do none of the work and they give up and they quit and they say that they tried everything. But I'm sorry, posting uh, posts on Facebook is not trying everything. Um, so hashtag and rant on facebook but yes don't become obnoxious don't don't be that person that's tagging 97 million people in your facebook post that you're doing this business or you're running this sale um that's annoying people do not like that um i was taught in a training that i went to a business training that if people looked at your facebook or your instagram And 95% of the posts they saw were about a business or um, business related. They're less likely to take what you are doing as seriously because you're not relatable as a human. People don't want to see business, 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 personal, business, business, business. People want to see personal, 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 personal business, personal, 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 personal. Because people don't want to do business with you know just some sales guy you know i've every every connection i've made in my network network has been of people that like me as a person and have chosen to do business with me moving along number oh wow so we skipped numbers 8 again this is this is really weird entrepreneur.com you need to get up on this list <laughs> I did just so you know I did look at this list I didn't just open it up and just start blindly reading it but when I scrolled through it I didn't realize we were skipping numbers number nine get to know your customers of course I mean that's obvious um get to know their their buying patterns their what what makes them you know click ads if you will what makes them um what what they're buying the most of what they're buying the least of um and get to know them but like i just mentioned too get to know them personally know their names how to win friends and influence people smile when you see them know their kids names do the things that everyone else is not doing when it comes to their customer relations next on the list level the playing field with technology um so level the playing field of technology. Let's see what they mean by this is you should avoid getting overly caught up in the high tech world, but you should also know how to take advantage of using it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I get where they're going with this. So yeah, things like, um, I, I know I just trashed on Facebook. It does have a use you, the Facebook is doing these like sponsored posts that you can buy for super cheap. Um, I've utilized those myself. Um, I've utilized Facebook to run, um, uh, contests on my site. Um, I, I have um uh done things like um duplicated CDs to promote my studio. Um yeah, I mean technology, obviously yeah, use social media, use technology to help uh benefit you. Uh one of the hugest things that happened for my business that was really fantastic, um something that plays into that was um those square uh card readers. Um I was able to start taking credit cards once um, once that came out and it's all mobile, you know, it was, I remember people just thought it was the coolest thing. Um, shout out to Josh Huskin for introducing that to me before anyone else knew what it was. Um, build a top notch. Speaking of Josh Huskin, he's a successful entrepreneur in in, in his own right. Um, he He's very humble, but he is the best photographer in San Antonio um, without a doubt. And I'm, I was his best man. I'm not saying that because I was his best man. I'm saying that because he's, I've watched him go from taking pictures of children in an elementary school to now taking pictures of famous athletes. And it's incredible. Um, I love, love Josh. Josh, if you ever hear this, love you. Um, number 11 on the list, build a top notch business team. Um, yes. I mean, that's obvious, right? Whenever you are starting a business and you are running a business, um, you should have the best people with you. Um, I would say, part of what means top notch is people that believe in your culture Um, people that are willing to go the same way that you're going and are willing to work as hard as you're willing to work number 12 become known as an expert um absolutely um you don't want to know less than the other guy master your craft um if the guy down the street doing your business um can answer someone else's question better about it and smiles a little harder he's probably gonna earn their business um so always be an expert number 13 create a competitive advantage um yeah of course, that's pretty self explanatory. Number 14, invest in yourself. I think that's how we started the show. Leaders are readers. Readers are leaders, rather. Um, invest in yourself. Put money away for a rainy day. Uh, financially invest in yourself, but mentally invest in yourself. Um, read books. Um, study people that have done this at a high level, um, whatever it is that you're doing. Be accessible. Uh yes, absolutely. Um when you're starting out as an entrepreneur, um I don't believe there's a such thing as personal time. And I'm going to touch on this later when I w- do some failure examining. Um but yeah, be accessible. Um doesn't matter if someone's calling you at midnight, just answer the call, get over it. Um I really firmly believe that. Um once you are a, a enormous success and you can get away with returning calls the next day, then maybe but when the beginning no always answer the call regardless and be happy about it never cop an attitude to somebody for calling you um, you can tell them politely hey man I, I, I it was really important for me to get your call um, and I saw that you were calling late so I knew it was important but um, hey just as a heads up next time um, if you don't mind you know maybe keeping it before 10 o'clock like I don't mind at all especially if it's an emergency but yeah I mean I just you know trying to relax with the family or whatever you know I, I always handle things like that like very cordially but kind of gave people kind hand um so be accessible uh, definitely um accessibility also comes into your business hours and i'm going to harp on that a little bit later um sell benefits obviously that's a, a car business 101 um in the day and age of of business when uh, being an entrepreneur is a lot more common than it used to be um there are probably competitors out there in in what you're doing. I mean everyone has competitors. I have people that I have comp- that I compete against. Thankfully they're my friends as well. So it's not like uh doesn't get too dirty or anything like that, but um whenever you are um pitching to your um uh client Uh, always sell your benefits um make sure they know what what they're getting as far as a benefit to working with you as opposed to your competition without even necessarily naming your competition because that's unprofessional as well um so you know selling your benefits in the toyota world I, i was selling toyotas i love toyotas i'm a huge toyota person and i had a lot of success selling toyota vehicles um they said there's a there's a dozen other vehicles that are four door that get good gas mileage make sure you under, that your customers know the benefits of owning a Toyota you know and and talk about that so Definitely sell your benefits. Agreed. 18, get involved. Absolutely. Um, There's a lot of business networking, um, business uh, uh, like uh, meetups that that people will do. Um, In the case of my recording studio, um, I made it a point to go out to shows and meet bands and, um, and get involved in what they were doing. Um, get involved in what my competitors were doing. I, I, I found, um, a mentor in one of my, um, fellow studio owners, um, Mac Damon, um, here in San Antonio. And, um, I tried to always get involved in what he was doing because I admired him. Um, You I admired his work. I admired his his, uh, personality and what he brought to the table. So I think that was um, very important, getting involved. Number 19, grab attention. Absolutely. 2009, um, my second year in this business, I won Best Recording Studio in San Antonio. I was running my recording studio out of my bedroom. And I won Best Recording Studio in San Antonio. That's not because I had the best gear. That's not because my, my recordings were the best. But I was really good at marketing myself. And I got a lot of people talking about me really quick. And that helped um, explode that attention. Um, I That set my career up. I mean, it really, truly did. Um, winning that award and getting that explosion of, inten- of attention at that time has... Um, set me up. Um, I do very little marketing for my studio and I still am making a nice living recording music because of that time frame. Um, absolutely. Next on the list, master the art of negotiations. Yes, 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 yes. Um, again, I, I have a benefit of, I've, have coming from the car business. Mastering the art of negotiation. Um, get good at feeling comfortable talking about money. Um, I've, know a lot of my friends and and even some colleagues that are very very uncomfortable talking about money um money is and 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 negotiating a deal is so important and so crucial to your success uh, success i don't know why i put a t at the end of that so crucial for your success that um if you are not great at negotiating you will And you have a better product, you will lose business to somebody who is better negotiating that has a lesser product. Um, Again, I don't want to get too far into negotiating, but stay flexible. Um, Don't try not to turn away business, especially if you aren't a ballpark away from what they're offering. Meet them in the middle. Um, You know, if you're, as an example, if you're selling a dozen donuts for five bucks and you're starting out your donut business and someone says... You know, wow, five bucks for a dozen. Holy moly. I, I can go to HEB and get a dozen for two bucks. You know, where do we start, right? Well, you're selling your benefits. First of all, hopefully they came in, they smelled it. They're seeing the, how nice you glazed it, whatever it might be. So, you know what? I understand that you're used to paying $2, but you know, these are handmade donuts and this and that. And, and they're a special recipe that was passed down from my grandmother who came from this foreign country 800 years ago. And this donut has, has, you know, will give you superpowers. No, I'm just kidding. But you get what I'm saying. You're selling the benefits, right? And let them know, you know, and say, you know what? It's your first time here. I I really want to gain you as a customer. I'm going to give you 10% off for your first order. And what did I just do right there? I I asked for the sale. I didn't say, would you buy it if I gave you 10% off? I said, no, I'm giving you 10% off on your first dozen. You know, do you want one dozen or two dozen donuts? There you go. So that's an example of that. You you get you conceded something to them. You sold them on the benefits, and you asked for the sale. So that's that's a little tidbit on the mastering of, of the art of negotiation. So um, number twenty one, design your workspace for success. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's good. I like to have my workspace cl- clean. Um, I do like it organized. Um. And I feel more um, pumped to get work done when my s- space looks clean. Um, but I don't know that this deserves a spot in the top 25. But yeah, design your workspace for success. Next on the list, take time off. Um, yes, yes and no. Um, in the beginning, um, I overworked myself. And to the point when I reached year three, I thought I was going to die. Like, seriously, I'm not saying it as a joke. I literally thought that I was going to die, um, because I did not learn how to manage my time. Um, taking time off is important, but there's a line between taking some time off and like taking a lot of time off. Um, and I'm going to get to that here in a little bit. Um, limit the number of hats you wear. Uh, wow. That's really, really, really good. Um, what does that mean? Um, so I had a friend once tell me that I was a jack of all trades and a master of none. And that really hurt my feelings um, because I do know how to do a lot of things really well, but I'm not the best at any of the things that I did. At the time, I'm not the best at any of the things I did. Um, you know, and I guess it's it's hard to say that but now, nowadays I feel like I've really mastered what I'm doing. Um, and part of that was limiting the hat, the number of hats that I wore. Um, when someone says you're wearing a lot of hats, I mean, for those that aren't familiar, I don't know anyone unfamiliar, but just to clarify, um, it means you, you're trying to do a lot of different things. Um, you know, so like I've seen this is a, this is a a big problem I see in a lot of, um, um, like independently owned gas stations um they try to use so much of their space to sell a lot of items that it comes off very tacky and like it almost devalues the the other stuff that they are offering you know like for example um You know, some of these little independent gas stations you'll see, like, um, or or even better example, um, there's a place here that I really love, and I'm not going to say their name because they make great food, um, but it's across the street from my high school, and um, they sell tacos, and their tacos are so so good, but when you walk into the taco shop, they're selling, like, vitamins in the, like, checkout window, um, they're selling, like, like, superfood, like, mystical superpower drinks that are gonna cure cancer, and then you turn around your other, other corner, and they're selling, um, like, quinceañera dresses, like, <laughs> Like, like what is going on here? Like your tacos are so good that I don't care that you have all this stuff, but come on. Like if that stuff is taking up your real estate in your business and it's not paying any of the bills Get rid of it and refocus that space on what's going to drive more business for you, and that's your tacos. Maybe that could be more seating area, so when you get busy, customers aren't waiting around. You know, maybe that could be a kitchen expansion, so you can add a drive-through, so we don't have to walk into your store. Like, get rid of the dresses, get rid of the vitamins in your business, and focus on what is uh, paying your bills. Number twenty-five. And this is the final thing on the list. And it is uh, probably the most important um, follow-up constantly. The old saying is the fortune is in the follow-up. Um, that is 100% true. Um, I lived it in the car business Um without a doubt um I have a lot of friends in real estate that live and die by that fortune is in the follow up um if you had somebody express interest in your product or service um Reach back out to them. Make sure that if anything, even if, if they went with a competitor, that you let them know that you appreciated the fact that they even considered you, and that you're going to be there for them in the future. I have had clients that have gone another direction, and I stayed cordial with them. I followed up, and they said, "Hey, you know what, man? We just didn't have the money to, you know, work with you right now, but um, you know, we appreciate you calling." And I said, "Hey, buddy, you know what? I understand." Um, I'll be here for you in the future um, if you, if I can ever help you. Um, even if, if things don't work out where you're at, oh, I'm, I'm still going to be here. And um, a lot of those people have come back and done business with me. So it's um, very important to follow up and stay on people's good terms. So um, that took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. But that's the list of uh, on entrepreneur.com of, of what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. Um, one of the things that they didn't mention, um, which I I don't know how they didn't, I don't know how the workspace thing made it not this, but um, I like to. This is this will be on the Clifton Miles list. Is um, um, find find someone um, find a model for success. Um, what I mean by that is, if I am a professional basketball player, I want to learn from Tim Duncan. I want to learn from Michael Jordan. I want to learn from the person that is the best at doing what I want to do that I can get a hold of. Um, I have lucked out in that one of my mentors in the studio world, again uh, Mac Damon, I talked about him earlier, um, I considered him to be one of the best in this um, in the state. You know, I don't know anyone in the city that is better than him at what he does. And um, I did anything and everything I could to be around him and be a friend to him as as possible. And it has helped me personally. It has helped me career wise um, a, a thousandfold. I mean, he's done things for me that I didn't even deserve. Um And it's been absolutely amazing. Today's his birthday, so happy birthday to Mac. Um, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, great, great guy. I always tell people, um, whatever business you're in, find who's doing that at the highest level and model them. This goes for people who aren't even entrepreneurs. Uh, Marco talked on it last week. Um, if you are, um, you know, trying to move up the corporate ladder, find the Find the person who's already up there. Take them to lunch. Do not be afraid to buy people lunch and let them know, hey, lunch is on me. I want to pick your brain for an hour if you can. Make some time for me. I really want to advance my career. Um, I really want to learn from what you are doing. Um, I've had dozens of people reach out to me and um, want to meet up. Um, I'll tell you this. I get um, emails on a weekly basis probably two or three a week from people wanting to be interns at the studio. Um, And I don't respond to 85, 90% of them because most of them are just awful. It's just really really poorly put together um, very unprofessional and I feel like if I have to teach somebody how to write an email then I'm probably going to have a hard time teaching them to do some other stuff as well so I don't even bother um, the ones that I do reach out to are the ones that are um, super respectful the ones that include resumes the one that um, let me know upfront front what they bring to the table what they're already done but that they're humble enough to learn whatever they want whatever they can from me and want to do whatever they can to be around what I'm doing um, because that's what I would do in that situation um people have offered to pay me to have conversations with me um i love that um uh you know i love i love helping people out um i love people help i love helping people out for free um but it's even that much more meaningful to me that they're willing to pay me that um you know so i I let them um and i find that not, not to sound weird or anything but when people pay for something they do appreciate it more and um, you know they take notes when I speak to them and things like that. So, um, modeling success is extremely um, important. Um, along the lines of that, helping others, um, like I mentioned, um, that that ties right into what I was saying. I do, um, even if I don't necessarily need an intern, but these are a good person and they they fit my criteria. I'll sometimes bring them on and find things for them to do. Um, and so. Um, Helping others is beyond business. Um, you know, I think being a good friend, being a good person makes a good entrepreneur because um, as an entrepreneur, you're only going to go as far as your, your, your social skills will take you. So if you're a jerk, um, people don't like you, you're, going to have a very hard time again that's why how to win friends and influence people that book I mentioned earlier is so important so if you haven't read it check it out it's very important um, helping others being likable um, and the last thing I want to touch on um, you know just to kind of wrap things up is uh, work ethic um, and um, like I've touched on on other shows um, a stick and stay mentality um, that goes along with work at et- work ethic as well in examining some of the, um, businesses that, um, have failed around me, um, from people that I know, from people that I don't know, um, I've seen some things that, um, I noticed were red flags right away, and, um, in some cases I've even hinted that things could be different, and I've, I was surprised at how, um, surprised at how unwilling to bend some of these guys were or how um, stubborn they were about their process and why they were doing things the way they were doing to the point that it ended up doing them in and whether or not they realized that, um, okay, and that th- this sounds fa- fairly arrogant of me, like I'm some kind of like know-it-all guru and I'm not trying to sound that way, but um, entrepreneurship and business is something that I have lived and breathed for the last nine years I mean it's going to be 2017 and um, I consider myself to be fairly um, how do I say this um, I'm, I'm not going to call myself a guru by any means um, but I have a good grasp, that's the word on what successful businesses look like versus unsuccessful ones and when i see something that's a red flag um it's huge to me um there's a, uh one thing around the corner a corporate example um around the corner from where i live there was this fast food um chicken restaurant called uh, golden chick and um golden chick um violated a lot of a lot of um success mm, qualifiers <laughs> i guess we'll call it don't we'll call it that um i had they were you know they served some entree items that were fairly healthy and so i um took to going there um fairly quickly when after they opened because first of all they were one of the only restaurants in the area which is a huge area they were kind of the first to market in that spot and they benefited from their location i believe uh quite a bit um or they should have rather if they were doing things the right way um when i came into this golden chick um for the first time um, i very quickly realized that it was lacking uh leadership um what do i mean by that um the person who was in charge said something and real quick the person in the back uh snapped off something quick and you know kind of sarcastic back to them um in my book that doesn't fly for a number of reasons um, number one, it's unprofessional, <laughs> uh, to let customers hear employees talk back to management. Um, uh, number two, it's very clear that whoever was in charge that day, uh, was not a very great leader. Otherwise, um, said person probably would not be snapping at them. Um, regardless, um, especially not in front of customers. Um, number two, um, the, um, The quality of the product was not great. Um, It was good enough, uh, especially, I guess, for what you're paying for it. But it wasn't, um, you know, like something like Chick-fil-A, something where you feel like this is really worth my money, you know. Um, So that was number two. Um, You know, number three, um, I went, pulled up to the drive-thru and waited and waited and waited and waited i feel like if you have to wait longer than 45 seconds at a drive-through before you're acknowledged that's too long um then i also said hello 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 and then waited another 30 seconds and got nothing and this is like two or three in the afternoon so i drove forward And kind of peeked through the drive-thru and just noticed that a bunch of people were laughing and joking around or whatever. So I'm like, all right. That was when I was done. Um, I was done with that. Um, I had gone in um, a few times prior. Um, um, Actually, that wasn't when I was done. I had gone in for something else. Um, My order had gotten messed up. And I went in to get my order replaced, and they refused to replace my order because I didn't have the receipt. And I had called in that my order was messed up, and they made note of it, and then when I came to redeem it, they didn't want to give it up so it's like you messed up my order don't want to fix it you there was the drive-through thing there was the leadership thing um the quality thing so i was just done uh i said i'm never gonna come back here and it's very clear i'm not the only one because they're out of business now they shut it up they boarded everything up the signs are gone it's done that business was there um less than three years i would say um and it probably should have been closed a long time ago. But anyways, um that was a, a bigger skill um option, um or a bigger skill example rather. Um, the other example, um not I'm not gonna name names um, or say anything, but um I had uh some colleagues that uh were running a business and um they had some very weird um working hours. Um and um they didn't want to be open really early and they also didn't want to be open really late um the quality of the product they were offering was stellar um was really really great um had a lot of hype um but um the, the work ethic situation, um, you know, I think it came down to, um, like the drive time to get there. They would have had to woken up at like four in the morning or something. And then, um, you know, to, to closing up at a decent hour, like 10 or 11, and, and then cleaning and then driving home, they would have been home by one. And it's like, I get that and all, but, when you think about your business and your, and your finances and your well-being, when it's your livelihood to sell a product, you need to be open as much as possible. If you cannot humanly be open that much to the point that it's affecting your health and you're sleeping three hours a night, you know what? Bite the bullet and still do it um and and you do it until you can afford to hire someone to help you um and that's just that's just the truth of the matter um you have to make certain sacrifices like hiring help and delegating um, responsibilities in order to grow sometimes um There's an 80-20 rule, and um, there's also something else that I heard um, uh, John Maxwell once say. He said, if it doesn't require your personality to do, let someone else do it. And that's so crucial because if it doesn't require your personality to get done, then you need to let someone else do it. Anyone can run a cash register um, and smile and be, not, well, not anyone, right? Um, I've seen some people who are running a cash register that were not very smiley, but um, any, you can find someone to run your cash register and smile and attract business, not detour business. Um, you can find people to um, help bring your service to life. You know, if you're in a kitchen or if you're you know, running a boutique or whatever it is, you can find help. You can, And you can afford to pay help once you have grinded so hard yourself that you can afford to do that, then stop grinding so hard and put your attention where it needs to be. If someone else can, if it doesn't require your personality to do, let someone else do it. And so in these guys' sake, um, in their example, again, I'm, I'm not trying to dog on them or anything like that. And, um, you know, they're, they're good people but the um the the holes in their system were very clear um they they, it was basically about their availability they weren't willing to be available when they needed. i mean you're not open super early you're not open super late you're tying yourself to the small window and um i don't know it's to me it's sabotage you know, if you're running a business, you need to be open as much as humanly possible. There's a reason why a lot of these really, um, really, really successful, um, like Mexican food restaurants, are open 24 hours, is because it's so inexpensive to have a couple of employees working overnight. And um, first of all, you're offering jobs to people, which is great, but it's so inexpensive to have a couple people working overnight in exchange for getting that post bar rush of people that come in, um, you know, after the club or after the bar that it's not even like, it's not even like, it's ridiculous how much profit you're going to make as opposed to having somebody there for those two or three hours of di- of downtime between like three thirty and and when the breakfast rush happens at six, um, you know, it's, it's very clear to me why they do that. Like it's almost like it would cost them more money to actually like have someone close up, lock the doors because you know, chances are there's going to be that straggler, that person that got out of work at three that wants to eat. Also that still warrants you paying those, those employees 10 bucks an hour to stay there, you know? And then, servers for one aren't even paid hourly I mean they are but not really they're paid on tips so you don't have to pay that one server or that one cashier or whatever um, that cashier server um, you're paying two kitchen guys to be there from you know midnight to 6am or whatever or or uh, midnight to 8am um, they're making 10 bucks an hour so yeah I mean it costs you $160 to keep those two dudes in the kitchen from midnight to 8 in the morning but you stay open and you made you know 300 bucks between you know midnight and obviously you see the math makes sense you know so anyways um that ties into work ethic to me um if you aren't willing to grind i mean grind um be willing to risk everything then um it's going to be tough um, you know, for me personally, um I I don't enjoy talking about this, but it's important. Um I almost lost everything uh twice. Um I had notices on my front door. Um uh, not the not the regular delinquent notice of they're going to cut my electricity off, but the one that seriously says you're 3 months behind. This is the last one if you don't pay you're going to get shut off tomorrow. Um, I had that happen to me several times. I've had, I've, I've, uh, woken up in the morning and to take a shower and finding out my water was turned off. Um, I had to learn how to turn my water back on. Um, it's a lot easier than you think, but (laughs) it took some time to figure that out. And, um, you know, clearing an anthill out of that area to twist the thing, to turn my water back on, it was humiliating on so many levels, um, you know, um, You know, my marriage suffered for a little while Because of my business You know, I mean, working as hard as I had to work I was sometimes doing 70 hours a week um, Recording music um, To to pay the bills And to get, you know, caught up Um, You know, to pay the things That I bought on credit that I couldn't afford Um, You know, it was a a dark time But you know what Um, The only way I've always believed in this What I'm about to say is that The only way that you can fail is if you give up I mean, and you really do that. If you really, really, truly believe that the only way to fail is if you, is if you give up and you stop, then you'll always be successful. And, um, I've, I've proven that that is true. And, um, you know, some people will argue, well, at some point, you know, if it's, if it's failing hard enough, then you have to give up. Well, no. I mean, that's part of being flexible, and that's part of doing anything and everything it takes to succeed. Um, I got second jobs. I drove pizzas. I ran catering orders for different um, for you know different companies to uh, supplement my income to make the studio work. Um, you know, so whatever it might be. Um, regardless, borrowing money from relatives and things like that, that's, that's a no-no. Um, that's not doing whatever it takes to succeed. Um, thinking outside of the box and doing whatever it takes to succeed is like, um, running specials, um, figuring out creative ways to get people to engage your business, um, figuring out ways to market yourself that don't cost anything that are going to generate business, um, figuring out ways to get people to experience your product without Um, having to pay so they can taste it or feel it or hear it or see it Um, doing whatever those are creative um, outside of the box thinking that helps people go from I'm about to shut the doors to I'm succeeding very well right now Um, so um, this is about all that we have time for today I do want to continue this subject I feel like what it takes to be an entrepreneur is you is not um, you know an hour and ten minutes type uh, thing but I feel like between what I offered about um, the law of attraction and, and, and making sure that you're focusing on the right things and, and um, keeping your mind straight um, in the beginning um, and I can still elaborate more on that um, to the list on, from entrepreneur.com of the 25 successful um characteristics of uh or characteristics of a successful entrepreneur um i feel like that's a great um starting point obviously we talked about some of the things that i agreed with and disagreed with um and um and third you know modeling success you know find someone finding someone who's doing what you're doing at a high level and emulating them um and then last work ethic um you know talking about the whatever it takes mentality um grant cardone um he was a successful car salesman one of the most successful car salesmen in the in the planet and he's since created his own like personal growth um self-development um, um a company and um, you know he has a a network that he calls whatever it takes, which is where um, you know kind of stems from that mentality of just doing everything, doing whatever it takes to succeed, and being a being a, a pit bull. <laughs> Um so I'm going to continue this next week but um I feel like this is a great starting point for us on on the series of what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Um if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, any feedback, anything that you want to discuss, um follow me on Instagram at Clifton Miles C L I F T O N M I L E S. Um I'm also on uh, Facebook. You can uh, like the page. It's Clifton Miles um entrepreneur author. Um and uh, I'm on Twitter at Clifton Miles. Um, these are also like personal pages of mine so you get to see a little bit about me and my family and the things that are important to me other than business and entrepreneurship so um, with that being said uh, it's been great uh, chatting with you guys um subscribe if you can subscribe on itunes um follow us on soundcloud um, leave us a review comment um, those things really help um if you have a friend that you know might enjoy the subject material um let them know about us um it'd really mean a lot to me if this uh, channel continued to grow so uh with all that being said i will see you guys next time take care bye